Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We are working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 199. We're looking at Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Let's read our passage. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem. It's Sabbath day journeys away. When they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They all were continually united in prayer along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. This is a short passage here. It's the uh, stage in between the ascension of Jesus and the getting together the disciples to choose a replacement for Judas. And just read it, and it's fairly straightforward. It's just a description of what's going on. But there's there's some history and, and some side things here that we can look at, which are kind of interesting. So verse 12 says, When they had returned to Jerusalem. So this is after the ascension. Immediately prior to this, Jesus ascended to heaven. The uh, angels said, well, what you looking for? And so they're doing what Jesus told them to do. He said, stay in Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit. So they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, specifically a Sabbath day's journey away. Now this uh, is some Jewish background here, a Sabbath day's journey. Remember, the Sabbath is a day of rest, and the Jews had established a set of rules in fact, that's one of the things they accused Jesus of so vehemently was violating the Sabbath rules. You're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. You're supposed to rest on the Sabbath. Well, unfortunately, it took a lot of effort to obey the rules of the Sabbath. And so one of the rules they had was how far you could travel on the Sabbath before it became work. And the answer was 2,000 cubits. So that's about 1,000 yards. And this comes from the, the giving of the Sabbath or the proclaiming of the Sabbath in, in Exodus, Exodus 16, verses 29 and 30. God is uh, criticizing them or for their failure to observe the Sabbath. He says, understand that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he will give you two days worth of bread. Each of you is to stay where you are. No one is to leave his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. So this is when they're receiving the manna. And God's telling them, on the day before the Sabbath, I'll give you a double portion of the manna so that you don't have to harvest the manna on the seventh day, on the Sabbath. And the challenge is to not leave your place on the seventh day. Well, that combined with Numbers 35, verses 4 and 5, this is the giving of the the land and, and some of it is the establishment of the cities for the Levites. So in, in Numbers 35.4, the pasture lands of the cities you're to give the Levites will extend from the city wall 500 yards on every side. Measure 1,000 yards outside the city for the east side, 1,000 yards on the south side, 1,000 yards on the west side, 1,000 yards on the north side, with the city in its center. This will belong to them as pasture lands for the cities. That's where they come up with 1,000 yards. Yeah, I guess you have to have a rule. So they, they came up with that rule. So a Sabbath day's journey was 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards is roughly half a mile. That's how far you could legally travel on the Sabbath. That's how far they were away from 
Jerusalem. So to just give a, you would say, a Sabbath day's journey. That means about half a mile. So verse 13, when they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Now, is this the same room where the Last Supper was? Maybe. We're not told. Is, is this where they were when Jesus appeared to them on, on Easter? Maybe. No reason to say one way or the other. It, it could be, and it, it makes for good speculation. So they went to the upper room where they're staying. Now he lists the disciples. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. Now there's 11 of them here because we've lost Judas Iscariot. Now there's four places where we get the list of disciples, the list of the apostles. There's, there's here in Acts 1.13. Then Luke also gives us a, lo- a list in his gospel, Luke 6.14-16. to 16. And then there's also a list in Mark chapter 3 verses 16 to 19 and Matthew chapter 10 verses 2 through 4. Now the lists are close to each other. But there are some differences. Uh, one of the differences is the order. And while the order, you say it's not important, it, it probably isn't. But there is some similarities in the order. In that each of these lists, they're divided into three groups of four. And the same are in each group. So, for instance, the first group of four is Peter, John, James, and Andrew. And in all four of these lists, that group is the first group, and Peter is named first. And then the next group of four, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, it's the same group of four in all four lists, and Philip is always named first. Then the next group in this case, there's only three. James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas, the son of James, because Judas Iscariot is listed last in the other three lists. But that last group is always, it's the same in each group. And James, the son of Alphaeus, is always listed first. So does this mean that, you know, basically within the disciples, Jesus has like three teams, and each team has a team leader? And it almost seems that way, just the way they're they're linked and listed together. The, uh, the names are the same, except in both of Luke's list, in Acts and, and the Gospel of Luke's, there is Judas the son of James, whereas in Mark and Matthew, there's Thaddeus. So it seems that Thaddeus and Judas the son of James are, are the same person, but for some reason Luke uses a different name. It's also a different word for uh, zealot. We see Simon the Zealot in all four lists. In Luke's list, in Acts and the Gospel of Luke, the, the word zealot is actually the, the Greek word zealos, which means zealot. But in the Mark and Matthew, the word that gets translated as zealot is Canaanian. That's why in some of your English translations, you'll see Canaanite. That's actually not accurate because Canaanian, well, it sounds like somebody from Canaan. It's actually a transliteration of the Aramaic word Canaan, which means zealot. And it's an Old Testament word that we see back in uh, in 1 Kings 19, 
there where uh, Elijah is uh, crying out to God and he says, I have been very zealous for the Lord. The, the Hebrew word there is this Canaan, which gets translated as Canaanian. Phineas in the Old Testament in, in Numbers 25, who, who stands up for the, the things that God has said in uh, Numbers 25, uh, he, he's called zealous. In, in fact, uh, this is when the uh, Israelites are marrying the Midianite, Midianite women. And it says, Phineas, the son of Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, saw this. He got up from the assembly, took a spear in his hand, followed the Israelite man in a tent, and drove it through both the Israelite man and the woman through her belly. Then the plague on the Israelites was stopped. The Lord spoke to Moses, Phineas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, has turned back my wrath from the Israelites because he was zealous among them with my zeal. So here the, the word zealous in the Old Testament is what gets carried forward here. And zealots were an actual group. They were kind of handed down from a, a, a group of uh, the Hasmonean insurgents from the second century who had tried to create a, a Jewish revolution. And so the revolutionaries, so Simon the Zealot, doesn't just speak to him being very zealous, but he's part of that, more of a political group. So here we have this list of the 11 remaining disciples. And it says in verse 14 that they were all continually united in prayer, along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. So we see what unites them, prayer. So this is where we really see them coming together as a community, united in prayer under the leadership of God. And it's not just these 11 apostles, there's also the women, because we saw the women at the tomb. We, so we've seen the women now who are in, uh, integral members of this faith community, specifically Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, interestingly enough, we'll never see her again in the New Testament. Not to diminish her importance, but just that uh, she's not really part of the, the story anymore. It's carried forward primarily by the apostles. But it says Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. So the, the fact that they're listed separately from the apostles, is, is this mean just uh, the, the general, uh, you refer to your uh, compatriots in the faith as my brothers, or actually siblings? Or could it mean even relatives who are not necessarily siblings? The, the natural reading of this it would be siblings, that they're, they're not just... Um, relatives and and the fact that they're mentioned separately from the uh, 11 that the natural reading would be these are his brothers mary's other children now remember uh, they didn't believe him initially when we were studying the god john's gospel back in john chapter 7 verses 1 through 5 so it says, after this, Jesus traveled to Galilee, since he did not want to travel in Judea because the Jews were trying to kill him. The Jewish festival of shelters was near. So his brothers said to him, leave here and go to Judea so your disciples can see the works you're doing. For no one does anything in secret while he's seeking public recognition. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed him. So his brother's advice were, go do these miracles in public, then you'll get a following. Because they didn't understand his mission. And specifically, John says, not even his brothers believed him. In uh, Mark, 
chapter 6, verse 3. They say, isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And aren't his sisters here with us? They were offended by him. So there we see the four brothers of Jesus, James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. Interesting, though, we see the brothers here now in prayer along with their mother Mary and the disciples. And something's changed with the brothers, obviously. Well, it could be that whole rising from the dead thing was a big part of this. Uh, Paul talks about this in in 1 Corinthians, where he's he's talking about the evidence of the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 6 through 8. Paul says, Then he appeared over 500 brothers and sisters at one time. Most of them are still alive, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James then all the apostles. Last of all, as to one born at the wrong time, he also appeared to me. This is James, his brother, because James becomes the leader of the church. James, the brother of Jesus. Initially, Peter seems to be the leader of this group, but fairly quickly into the book of Acts, we see James become the leader. And he is James, the brother of Jesus. And so he is listed there in Mark 6, James, and he's not listed here yet in, in Acts 1. But he, uh, he becomes the leader of the early church. And the brothers seem to be kind of their own group. You've got the apostles, and then you have Jesus' brothers. Paul mentions this in 1 Corinthians 9, verses 5 through 7. He, he's talking about, um, well, he and Barnabas and uh, receiving support for their ministry. He says, don't we have the right to be accompanied by a believing wife like the other apostles, the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Or do only Barnabas and I have no right to refrain from working? So there he's just comparing himself and, and Barnabas to these other Christian leaders. And he specifically mentions the apostles and the Lord's brothers. So apparently the Lord's brothers are, are their own little group within the leadership of the early church. So here... Uh, well, it's just a quick read. There's there's a lot of background stuff there, which is interesting. The, the list of the uh, apostles and that uh, about Jesus's brothers, and oh, by the way, background material about the uh, the Sabbath day's journey. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Book of Acts.